All right. Ready? Yeah. You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 219. We have a new sponsor, Claire Bear. We do, Joy. <laughs> Where is the Joy? Koi? I know. Do you get like mad when I... fish? Do you... Uh, is that... Is that something that started with your family? Because I don't know where. I think I heard it in CrossFit. Yeah, TJ calls me Claire Bear. Okay. That just stuck. He's like the only, well, I mean, it stuck when I was five. That's not like he was the first person to call me Claire Because <laughs> it's like the only, well, it's not the only thing that has a Claire, but it's the only animal. Um, yeah, he. Like Brandon doesn't call it, call you Claire Bear. No, Brandon does not call me Claire Bear. It's actually really interesting. The only people in my life who've ever like really called me Claire Bear are people who are sort of in like a, um, like fraternal sort of brotherly role. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because the only people who are like sibling role, I guess you would say, except for my own siblings, but the people who you would think like people who are in that like kind of role in my life just automatically pick it up. Like I don't tell them like, Hey, since I think of you like a brother, so you can call me Claire Bear. It just t- tends to only be those people. Yeah. Anyway, back to our new sponsor. <laughs> Enough about nicknames. Enough about Claire I um, am so excited to talk about this, though, because um, we, okay, so you guys, listeners out there in the listener verse, you have been listening to this podcast for, I hope, a long time. And we live off of our wonderful sponsors just to keep this podcast going. It's not like we would be like living in a cave. Off of, you like, mean we actually still both have full time jobs. Yeah. But I mean, like, to keep the podcast going and like we pay yeah. for things for the podcast. And like, you know, this is something where we're not like, oh, give us money. But we love to give our listeners products that we love and it helps the podcast. So just keep that in mind. Like, we're, we know that you listen to a ton of podcasts and everyone is like pimping sponsors. And we just want you to know how serious we take this. So our new sponsor this week is lovemyskivvies.com. And this girl is awesome. She's a badass entrepreneur. And she approached us and we're like, oh my gosh, first of all, I love her freaking logo. It's adorable. I'm not even going to try to describe it. You're just going to have to go look it up. Um, So it's love my skivvies, L-U-V, my skivvies, just how it sounds, S-K-I-V-V-I-E-S, lovemyskivvies.com. And so they do a subscription package of underwear. And you know like how they sell... Um, they, I'm going to say, I'm not going to name the other brands, but they sell like sport underwear. It might, it might rhyme with schmeshmonia, <laughs> where it's kind of like active underwear for the active woman, or maybe even schmushmu sells this type of underwear. Yeah, and it's yes. still freaking expensive. And so you're like, okay, I'm an active woman, and I want to not yes. wear just like random cheap cotton underwear because I'm really active. Um, this is something that's like super affordable. They do a subscription uh, package for all different price points with awesome underwear. So we've tried it out and we love them. Claire's wearing them right now. Not to get I TMI. Am them right now. Not like Joey can see me and I'm sitting here in my underwear, but no. I told her before we started. <laughs> <laughs> but they're really comfy. They're like my, t- so the subscription, um, it comes with most of them. I mean, you can build it up, but it starts with, I think, two pairs of underwear a month. And they're like my two favorite pairs of underwear right now. Like, I'm so excited every time. And yeah, I like grab, you know how you all, like I, open your drawer? I'm like, this is what I grab. Okay. And also, I would like to also say that I'm the type of person who I will wait until I'm down to like swimsuit bottoms to go buy new underwear. I will wait for all my underwear to just die. Yeah. And I know like it's the last thing I ever want to do. But I also, for some reason, like don't just buy it online. I don't know. It just feels weird to me. So this is a really wonderful um, new thing in my life where I don't have to wait until I'm like going commando under everything because you guys know how much I hate going commando. Yeah. It's not a thing that Claire does. Yeah. But I like will get to that point where I'll go find new underwear, which is how much <laughs> I hate buying my own underwear. 
this follows so many problems in my life. So many problems. And it is kind so, of nice like just to get this in the mail and you're like, hey, I don't have to go buy underwear. And there, so you no, can also choose the styles. Um, so she, uh, there's an option which I was so excited about because you guys, I don't like wearing thongs. I just don't. Like I feel like my bum just, just I don't understand. It's so uncomfortable and for I me. Had to, and and without going into too much detail, I had to stop wearing thongs <laughs> after I had Miles. Yeah. If you have had a baby, you probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Is it like too, yeah, much, too much information? Too <laughs> yep. I'm not going to talk about I'm not. This is one of those things where like I will talk a lot about my personal life. I'm not going to talk That's about That's interesting because you really, yeah, you're not going to go there. So that must be no, real, real private. Because if you, if you have this problem, you know what I'm talking about. And okay. if you don't, then... Congratulations. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Good, good job, you. You probably had vagina weights. Does that have anything to do with it? What? No. <laughs> no, I don't have I don't have saggy vagina. That's not the problem. <laughs> okay. So okay, what I'm to, what I'm saying we need to wrap this up. really wrap this up. This ad is taking a turn. So I just yeah, want to say I'm talking about I saggy do... vagina. It just needs to go. <laughs> but please. No, I said it twice. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up again just now. <laughs> um, you are telling everyone again now. <laughs> but I do want to say that was one of my favorite things when I had the option to choose just regular brief style because I yes. don't like thongs. So love this. Love the products. They're super comfortable. And uh, you can get a discount by entering if, the code GGW. But if GGW. you like thongs, they have those too. Yes, they do. Discount code is GGW. That's a checkout. It's lovemyskivvies.com. Let them know that we sent you and you can support the podcast. And uh, I don't know if we want you to send us pictures and tag us in your underwear, but you can if you want. Like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if it's appropriate, if it's Instagram appropriate. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Claire, how you been? Joy, it's in salon. Oh, I know. I was just thinking about that today. I had this moment today where I was like, oh my gosh, we have gone through so many seasons of our lives together. And I don't know what made me think about this, just like how every single week we've, we've been doing this. And I'm like, you know, every once in a while I reflect and I'm like, wow, we used to do this every single week at my house. And now yeah. you know, we do it remotely and it's evolved. And I'm like, where's this going? Like, what's the future of GGW? What's the future of podcasts? And I just like, it's crazy. It's still so crazy to me. Yeah. You really go down the rabbit hole fast. Yeah. Don't you? Well, yeah, I, I've had a lot what's of time. The future to, of humanity. I had You've a lot of time on your hands. I had, well, I had so much time to think when I was in Hawaii. Yeah. See, that's my trick is I just stay so busy that I have no time for introspection or like inspection of any kind. Mm -hmm. And then I don't have to worry about where the future of humanity is going in relation to whether or not we podcast at your house anymore. I know. It's really smart, uh, too, because there's a lot of crazy shit going on in the world right now. So it's probably better to just ignore it all. But I got to say, when we were in Hawaii, there was a point where Scott's like, we got to turn on the news. Like, we need to know what's going on in the world. (laughs) Like, okay, fine. Yeah. So if you are somewhere, by the way, where you have been affected by hurricanes in the last few weeks, we've been thinking about you guys. We've gotten a lot of um, messages from people. You know, we just, I really can't imagine being in a situation like that. And so I hope everyone is staying safe and has a good community to reach out to. And if you, you know, if you've been affected and there's any way we can help, send us an email. We would love to support everybody out there who's just, this has been a crazy couple weeks, guys. So crazy. So crazy. So yeah, let us and know. I, yeah. And I also read, I sent this to you, Joy, this like great thing on Instagram that said, um, it was like a, tw- a tweet from, you know, that screenshot of a tweet. And it said, um, I was reminded by my therapist today that it's okay to disconnect mm-hmm. because we are not programmed to 
um, take in this amount of taking this amount yeah, of suffering suffering to take in this human suffering at this level yeah. and now I'm passing that on to you yeah so if you feel like like there's just so much going on out there and you're like I can't turn away because that means I don't care mm-hmm. but it, I'm also like totally freaked out it doesn't mean you don't care it's okay to look away because we're every once in a while you know you know what's going on you're not choosing ignorance you're just doing self-care mm-hmm yeah. So yeah, there's a difference between just being like, I'm just going to be blissfully unaware. And I'm not going to pay attention right. to the news. Like, it's I, not that I you get don't that. Care. Yeah, it's not that you In don't fact, care. It's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. You care so much. It's like that, that you piece, need to take a step back. It's like that piece where, uh, you know, you can't really give anything if you're completely empty. So, right. you know, if you you're completely empty, empty <laughs> you have to take a step back from that. And yeah, that happened to me today. I was looking through Facebook and I'm like, oh, whoa, I, I hit a point where I just I saw something so horrific, uh, something local that happened. And I just I started crying and I'm like, I got to turn this off. Like, this is a moment where I just like there's too much going on and I need to I need to step away for a little bit. I started crying today but just because I'm in like full blown PMS. And I started crying during a ski season promo video where these like family was skiing together and ski lessons. I was like, <laughs> like brought, I almost started crying in the middle of my big meeting I had. And I was Claire. like, lock it up. That was not because of the trauma in the world. That was just my own hormones and like serious overload of stress lately. <laughs> Are you going to start crying at like, you know, Hallmark commercials? That was like. Why is that the thing one? that everyone says? I've I literally know. never even seen a Hallmark commercial on TV. Well, that's probably because it was really big in the 80s. So I'm really just yeah, aging myself. Like, Do you cry at Hallmark commercials? I'm like, mm. if I ever saw a Hallmark commercial, maybe. But I literally. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. The only other one that I really cry at these days is when they show the one of the dog waiting for his master to come home. Oh, my God. That and they're like, it's sad. Yeah. The one where it's, I think it's a beer commercial. And it's like, oh, you know, there's just a like, lot of those commercials. Make sure. There's an Amazon oh, Prime one right God. now where there's an Amazon Prime one right now where this family like has a baby and the baby doesn't like the dog, but she likes her lion stuffed animal. And mm-hmm. so the dad orders like a lion mane for the for the golden retriever and oh the baby likes him. It's oh my so, god! It's like we'll bring tears to your eyes though, because the middle, like the, I mean, this is it's incredible that they can tell like a whole story in thirty seconds. Yeah. But the middle of the commercial is the dog like being rejected by the toddler, and he's so sad, and he's like, "Why can't I be part of the family anymore?" Stop! No. Yeah, it's he like sitting on the other side of the room, like looking all like, guys, <laughs> don't forget about the dog. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! So Commercials. Okay, so unplug everyone if you need to. You have permission. Go watch an Amazon Prime commercial because yeah. apparently they're really dirty. <laughs> if you need to cry, yes, watch some commercials. Ugh. Okay, so let's check in about BirthFit because it's been a while and we got really busy. Yeah, we were going to record like... like right after we did it, but we just got busy and Hawaii yeah, happened. Yeah, that was like so, three weeks ago mm-hmm. now. So we did BirthFit over the last weekend or the weekend before, I think it's the 23rd, 24th of August and uh, yeah. it was here in Denver. Uh, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Do you want to start? Yeah. Because I, okay, start with your, I guess, expectations and then what you felt afterwards. Okay. Um, that's like the most structured question you've ever asked. I just needed to, I, yeah, I need to structure my feelings because I will, I'm just feeling real. Anytime we ha- we haven't had a you and me episode in a while, yeah. I just can go off on so like many tangents. Vomit. Yeah. Um. Okay, so to take a step back, we took the Birth Fit Coach Seminar, which is specifically structured, they have two two main right now like educational opportunities one of them is birth birth fit professionals and that's for like chiropractors nurses doulas like anybody who works with um 
pregnant or and postpartum moms and families in a professional way. And then this is the Birth It Coaches Seminar, which is specifically for people who coach pregnant moms and new families. And um, whether that's CrossFit coaches or, you know, I think most of the people who were there were CrossFit um, people, but, you know, it could mean anything. And so it's a two-day course and you kind of, the goal is basically to just um, go through, you learn like the foundations, the four pillars of birth care. You talk through the four different pillars, which are, um, no, I'm not, now I'm going to mess them up, chiropractic, mindset, nutrition, and, and movement, right? Is that all of them? Yeah, very good. Go me. And um, you go through the four pillars and you kind of, you know, you briefly kind of focus on each one. It's only two days, but it's really meant to give you a foundation for, you know, if you are dealing with a pregnant athlete, here's how BirthFit thinks that that should be structured. And, you know, obviously, like, Brandon afterwards is like, I'm surprised you guys didn't go through more modifications. And you really don't. Like, we don't spend a ton of time going through every single modification because there are infinite modifications and you have two whole days of doing nothing but talking about different modifications. Right. And, you know, it's kind of up to you as a coach to just kind of like know what you're trying to avoid. Like you're maybe trying to avoid, I'm getting ahead of myself, but you know, maybe you're trying to avoid like putting direct tension on your abdominals. So you as a coach should know what moves do and don't accomplish that. We're not going to go over like a whole list. So anyway, um, I went into it like I was excited, but I also was kind of like, you know, I already did like the, not already, but I was like, you know, I did the like, I crossfitted all through my pregnancy. I coached even like, you know, I didn't get diastasis. I have some pelvic floor issues, but like based on the fact that Miles' head has been off the charts since the day he was born, <laughs> nothing you know that I feel like is beyond what anybody ex- like experiences. And, um, you know, I've seen a pelvic floor therapist. Like I kind of felt like everything, like I'm excited for this because I love what birth it stands for. And I love Lindsay Matthews and, um, was really excited to meet her in person. She's freaking the best. But I kind of was like, honestly went into a little bit of like, not really sure what I was going to learn that was new and kind of went in, not like with a chip on my shoulder, but was kind of like, okay, like what could I really take away from this? That isn't something that I've already kind of thought about or, Mm. you know, read it or whatever. And so I was excited to kind of learn about how they position it, but I was kind of expecting to kind of it to be a new way of saying some of the same information I've already heard. Right. But I was really blown away because it was most of it was like completely new and completely different than anything that I've really heard. You know, I think that for most women, when you're pregnant, you really constantly are asking yourself the question, like, how hard can I still go? And like the, the barrier you're getting all conflicting information, but then like you're watching these athletes on social media, here we go again, who are just, you know, working out as hard as they can for as long as they can. And they don't really seem to be asking themselves the questions like, should I really be doing this as long as they still can? And, you know, as long as they still physically can do something. And I've even said on the podcast before, like, if you can do something and it, you know, your body will tell you when it stops feeling good to do that. So like, just keep doing that. And it turns out like, it's not really always the case. Um, but anyway, I'm going to get, I'm getting ahead of myself again, but I think the biggest thing that I took away was that there are a few hard and fast things that you shouldn't do. Like once you are pregnant, you know, stop doing crunches, stop doing toes to bar, stop doing anything that resembles a crunch in one way or another. But apart from that, um, I loved like the focus on really natural movement. And I think the other thing that I took away that I wasn't expecting as much was how much we focused on rebuilding postpartum. I was really ready for it to be like completely focused on working out during pregnancy. And we'd focus just as much, if not more 
on rebuilding postpartum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing too, that I took away, which the cool thing, and I talked to Brandon about this afterwards too, was like the cool thing about being involved with something when it's still kind of getting started is that the people who are part of it and, you know, birth has been around now for years. So we're definitely not, um, like super early adopters, but this is kind of like the first real wave. Um, you know, I think the first year or two that they've offered these seminars is that when you're in kind of that for the early, earlier phase, you're in there with people who really have a lot of skin in the game. Like they want to be there. Yeah. They are really contributors to the community. Like they are not just there to be there. Like I remember when I took my level one, there were a couple people in there who had never even done CrossFit. And it was like, why are you guys here? And you know, they, they just like had nothing to contribute. Whereas I felt like every single person who was at our seminar, like really had a personal investment in learning that information and in like really synthesizing it and like really being like, proactive about okay how can I take this back and like really use this to influence what I'm doing because you know they're they, they just like seemed very intentional about being there yeah 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 so that was my those are my big takeaways I think um also there's just so many interesting like there's so much and so many different pathways to get to what they call like the motherhood transition mm-hmm. and you know we talked a lot we talked about miscarriage we talked about abortions we talked about you know, you, there's no such thing as being a little bit pregnant. Like once you're pregnant, you're pregnant. And regardless of if you're pregnant for a day or six weeks or, you know, have a live birth at 40 weeks, like you have a postpartum period that you go through. Yep. And um, I love that we talked about that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And the people are just so great. Do you remember what you said yeah. in the last circle when they kind of asked about what your big takeaway was? Do you, are you just asking me or do you? Yeah, I I remember mine, but I just was wondering if you remembered what you said. Yeah, I said that for me, because they, we did a lot of circles and touching and hugging. There's a lot of touching for Claire. So much touching. Sorry, I prepared. Um, We did some, yeah. um, There was a lot of like just hug circles, which is just a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You did great. You did great. Yeah. We had like one thing where we just had to sit next to someone and just like touch their chest and like yeah, that was intense. Was I was like oh. more worried when while I was doing it with someone else, which was great. It was fine. She was awesome. But while I was doing it, all I could think about was like, is Claire okay? Is Claire okay? Is Claire okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was intense. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, after, at the closing circle, it was like go around and tell like one thing that you're taking away from the weekend. And my thing was like, you know, from for me, um, it's interesting being in the position that we're at with this podcast. You know, we do have a community that looks up to us and looks to us for answers. And one of the big topics that we get questions about is, um, you know, how do I prepare for pregnancy or stay fit during pregnancy or recover from pregnancy or, um, you know, just all these questions related to that part of um, someone's life. And so it's been great. It was great to feel like I have more of a, um, like, you know, I have more to draw on now when I answer those questions. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing that I loved was that, you know, we talk, we did talk a lot about like, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And what is your bigger goal? Like, okay, you know, I the, like the reason that, um, you know, they don't necessarily want you to do any crunching movements. And there's just a lot of, you know, a couple other things that maybe you're not supposed to do, or maybe you should you know, stop doing early sooner rather than later, like running or, you know, things like that. And it's like, look at your bigger picture goal. Like, what are you training for? What's your why? And, you know, it's like, if you're truly training for like a healthy, 
pregnancy and a healthy birth and a, you know, quick recovery postpartum, um, how, you know, does this, in this moment, does this thing that you're really like holding on to or fighting for really serve you? And I love that. But I also think, and I said this at the end of the circle, like, I also think that that can be applied and should be applied to everything that we do. And especially when it comes to working out and training and overtraining and restricting, you know, diets and that kind of thing. Um, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because you can doesn't mean it's the healthy choice. And Or just because you big, saw someone else do it doesn't mean it's for you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, what what is your goal? What is your why? Like, how, what's the bigger picture that you're trying to achieve here? Because, like, we've always talked about you can get so caught up in, like, well, if I miss the workout today or if I go off my macros this one time or whatever, that it can just, like, make you feel like you're going to spin out of control. Right. But if you can take a step back and look at that bigger picture, um, you can typically be um, pointed in a much more, you know, in, in a direction that much more points to longevity and bigger picture health rather than like, yeah, I think that's, the, that that's the important point is the longevity piece instead of, yeah. I mean, and this goes for a lot of things, but I think, um, especially in the seminar, I think the coolest thing was just how flexible we need to be with ourselves and mm-hmm. with, um, you know, just with these, we have these types of movements for uh, for women that everything's so flexible. And you really have to find what works for each individual person. And I just, I love that because I think it's the idea. Well, I'll get into mine in a second, but I was very much thinking that this would be like very structured and there's a lot of rigidity around like making sure that this, ha- this happens with this type of movement. And so segueing into that, I'll talk about my expectations. Yeah. <laughs> um, the going into it, I think what I I was a little nervous just because I think I expected to be like okay I'm I have no idea what pregnancy is like I'm gonna be like the odd man out uh, and I kind of like put that on myself too it kind of being like the odd man out that I you know I haven't been pregnant I probably won't be pregnant and that I was one of those people that was kind of like nervous because I'm like am I gonna understand anything anyone's talking about but also knowing like Lindsay has not had a child there's like plenty of women in there that haven't had children and it's like you don't have to have a child to really support females that are going through pregnancy and so going into it I was like no idea what to expect um, as far as the information but I think what really surprised me was just how much I can help the female collective just by being a part of this movement and that was such a cool feeling on so many levels of like doing the circles and sharing and just like we can all love we all know what love is we all know what caring is we all know what support is and that's kind of what was the immediate feeling like when I stepped into the room was like you're here you're here to support everyone's here to you know help one another help ourselves and and I don't know it was just that so that was really surprising to me and then um I mean, I'll echo everything that you said as far as like what we learned and the piece that was so cool that I walked away with was that flexibility piece. Like throughout the whole weekend, Lindsay would say, you know, just find what works for this person or just kind of learn, learn what this person needs, get to know their bodies, like teach them to get to know what feels right for them and, you know, pointing them in directions of what it should feel like and, you know, here are the main things that you shouldn't be doing. But if it feels good for this woman, like, go for it or let's let's find out or let's figure it out and I just I think that's such a cool approach to take because um where we probably feel nervous of like that being something where we're like oh we got to go on our own and figure it out like that makes me really nervous it's like no that this actually makes so much sense because every woman is going to have such a different experience that if you are closed-minded that it's going to look one way then you're missing out on so much um so just the flexibility 
like the whole theme of the weekend for me was like being flexible and looking for for um ways to work with every every situation that you come across um do you remember your closing circle thing yeah i think that was mainly i think i really i mean i talked a lot about the flexibility was like Mm -hmm. that was um my main point was how important that was that in all areas of being flexible um but also just like seeing everyone share their stories too because there was a lot of women who just really opened up about their personal journeys and there was a lot of opportunities for people to um say some share some really personal things in a very big group and that was pretty meaningful to me to watch everyone do that and um you know that took a lot of guts i think in in front of a lot mm-hmm. of people to share that level of emotion so i feel like that was something that taking away just being again being part of a collective that was so powerful for women as a whole made me feel like okay I can contribute to this community in a way like I don't have to experience I think that there's there's especially with with pregnancy there's a piece that you feel like you have to go through that as a woman to really get it um while absolutely I think that's true on many levels I think there's a an important piece that um that doesn't make you any like less of a woman that you aren't that you can't support the community in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think the thing too, that I really like, like we, like I was saying, like, you know, we did talk about like miscarriage. We talked about, um, you know, different ways of coming to the motherhood transition, whether it's through adoption or, you know, whatever, right. Or, you know, whether your motherhood transition is, you know, does have to do with a, a pregnancy that you've lost, like within all of that, there is, you know, like, obviously I think within our, society and within a lot of things motherhood is defined pretty narrowly as like you if you're not a mom unless you've you have legal legal rights to a child basically um but you know i think that within that we did also discuss like there are so many different ways to um i think that within every woman like what regardless whether or not you have children like you do have a maternal instinct that shows up in different ways, whether it's, you know, somebody like you who I think really develops that through your work and through your work with JT and, you know, and like, it's not that you don't love kids and, you know, love spending time with them, but like you've just developed that like nurturing instinct in different ways. And, you know, for some people, it's really important to have that like direct connection to a child of their own for other people. Like that's just not what calls to them. And then for even other people, it just isn't something that's possible for them. And, you know, that you can still find that in different ways and still, um, you know, I think on the one hand, like, I don't know that anything really compares to having love for a child who is completely dependent on you. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that, you know, that child has to come out of your vagina in order for that feeling to take place. Right. And, um, you know, I, anyway, I just think that that also, you know, like to your point of like, you don't have to be a mother to be a viable, to be a, a, a real woman to have a full like the full experience you know people always kind of say like well I had kids because like I wanted to have the full human experience and like while having kids absolutely provides an experience that you're not going to have in any other way so does a lot of other things mm-hmm. and I mean I don't want to like downplay the importance of no. parenthood yeah because yeah, like, I feel really... like that I feel like that's just a, its own island like I can't like it it's not even it's is. not even worth comparing because I don't think no. it's comparable I don't think you can even compare it to anything like that is something that I will never like me personally like I I've talked to you about this Claire like I yeah. God bless everyone who says they have fur children. I will never use that phrase because I'm like, I get it in like tongue in cheek way, but I just like, I will never be like, I'm a parent of a dog. Like, I just right. like, it's not the same. It's like, yeah. I get it. So, 
and again, I know that I, I did not mean to offend anyone, like if you use that term, but I just like on a level on like a serious level of comparison, like parenting and having a child, I truly in my heart of hearts feel like that's on its own island. Like that will never be, you can't compare it to anything. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, I kind of have, I don't know if I've said this before in the podcast, I know I've talked about it. Like I felt like for me, when I became a mom, it was like turning on a light in a room that I didn't even know was there. Yeah. And so it's impossible to... Or like when we were talking to Lindsay, I think the way that I, that I, um, what did I, no, we were talking about labor when I was saying like, it's like trying to describe color to a blind person, like by trying to, um, explain what labor feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it's it's similar to parenting, like, or to becoming a parent is that, you know, it's like trying to explain color to a blind person where like you can explain it a million different ways and you can give them such, you know, and they can feel like they really understand it. You can give them this amazing like sense of what it is, but at the end of the day, like you can never really, like you no. can't translate that experience. No. All that to say though, that there still are so many different, um, it just was interesting. Like to your point of like, you know, there were a lot of people sharing some really personal things and a lot of like, um, just, there's infinite numbers of ways to, to come into that period for people. Right. And um, infinite expectations and if an infinite different um, scenarios coming out of it. Like, you know, we also talked about postpartum depression a little bit. And, um, you know, it's just like, anyway, we can talk about, I, we can yeah. spend a million episodes on, yeah. on this topic. But, I, but I, think, I think what I want to say too is like the only thing that I can kind of maybe get in the vicinity of maybe understanding is when I first got married, I remember... I had so much judgment towards my friends who were married in the past because I was like, oh my gosh, why are they always bitch about their marriage? Like I was always like so uh, judgy about people who were married when they were like having issues. I'm like, oh, I just, you know, I was so like, why is is it so hard? And so like, I remember that feeling being like (laughs) to all my married friends who were got married before me and I was judgy to them. I remember thinking, I am so sorry. Now that I'm married, I get it. And that's the only thing I can like slightly understand is like, wow, I, I could imagine that's like times a million if I were to be a parent of being like, I kind of maybe think I know what it's about. But then like, if I was in it being like, oh God, I'm so sorry everyone who's a parent I am an asshole you know what I mean like that's exactly what that's exactly what I kind of like think in my head is like if that ever happened to me I'd be like turning to all my parent friends being like I apologize (laughs) I'm sorry when I was really an asshole to you um you know what I mean so like that's the only thing that I can kind of think of it's like that but yeah but anyway so I just I don't even know how we got off on that tangent but I just uh it was like the whole weekend was just phenomenal I walked away with such a like inclusive feeling coming into it feeling very fearful and I know that's probably my stuff of being like oh gosh I you know, I don't know what this is like. And I, I hope that I can contribute in some way. I'm like, no, you just have to be a loving human to help another yeah. human. And, yeah. you know, how cool is it to be to be that? That's another piece is like, I, f- I think what was really important to me too was walking away feeling like I have a better, um, not a full understanding, but I have a better understanding of my friends who have children of like how I can better support you guys. And that's mm-hmm. important to me. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's like the thing that they talk a lot about that I loved is like pre- pregnancy is not a illness. It's not a disability. It is a transition. You know, birth is a huge event. It's very physically tra- traumatic and you have to prepare yourself as best as you can. And you have to be prepared to recover from that and recover correctly. But at the end of the day, like it should be an empowering process above all else, rather than something that leaves you feeling, you know, like you're 
completely broken or fragile or out of touch with your body. Yeah. Yep. So if it if birth fit if the birth fit seminar calls to you if you feel like you want to go to the coaching seminar, I highly recommend it. Highly mm-hmm. recommend it. I just I cannot speak highly enough of Lindsay and her entire team and all of the regional directors across the United States right now that are doing this and this movement is just it it has such a cool feeling behind it that if you mm-hmm. I can gar- I guarantee if you go to it you will not regret it. It's it's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. All right. So moving on to Hawaii. I don't know. <laughs> we can talk about Hawaii. We can talk about my birthday. Yeah. We can talk about you life. Talk about, yeah. Happy 40th birthday. Thank you. I How do you feel being 40 for you know, like a whole day? The whole day. We're recording this on Monday, September 11th. And I have to say the listener who wrote on Instagram on the I think the the taco photo that you posted which was awesome she said yeah I just try to use any so any great. reason possible to do that confetti I taco love photo. where did you find that by the way I don't even remember so I think great. I was searching like confetti background ones and that came up and I was like <gasps> this could not be more perfect yeah. um it as someone wrote you know how we always say sleigh ride to 40 she yeah. wrote sleigh ride as an s-l-a-y and I was just like oh that's so great I'm so using it, perfect. taking it, taking mine. that. That is mine. So funny. Um, yeah, we had a great time. I mean, what can you say? It was our eleventh trip what to the. What can you say? You spent ten, mean, days, ten in days in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, and I and was... I was getting really salty about all your Instagram stories. I was like, yeah. we get it, Joy. You're on the freaking beach. Yeah. Like that time when I posted, I was like, I'm not at the beach, and you're like, here you go, Claire. I was like, trying to see the positive intent like, in this trying, message, and I don't like you. I'm not sending death <laughs> rays with my eyes. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> yeah, I hate you so much. I'm sitting in my cubicle crying. Oh. I, I think someone did write back and be like, I know that was positive, but I would be so mad if I was Claire. I was like, I didn't mean yeah. to be an asshole. <laughs> like, oh, here you go. Yeah, it's just like, fine. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it was great. I mean, we had such a good time. This is our 11th trip there. And so we, we know exactly where to go. We did this awesome hike. We went to the beach almost every day and the weather was really great you know when you go to the island sometimes it's like you know rainy some days and sunny some days it was like sunny every single day so um we uh i wish you could see my face when i know describe i know it like, like, so beach i know well it's just I'm funny so because like sorry. some some days we're just like oh we just like we get a break from the sun but every single day we're like oh my gosh by day seven of like straight sun i'm like i think the sun is frying my brain and <laughs> I think we need to like go inside for a little bit, but we had, um, uh, we, you know, I go to the CrossFit gym, CrossFit, I always say it wrong, quite high, quite high. <laughs> well, I always want to say quite hey, and it's not quite high. And so they are kind of like my home away from home. So shout out to them. And they are like two miles from where I stay. So it's, it's pretty cool. Every time I go there, I was really, really not really wanting to work out. I know I said in some of the episodes before, I'm like, I use vacation as a rest time. And I really did. There's an awesome hill that I walk up and down that we stay on, which is like the only thing I kind of feel motivated to do. But just because I love this gym, I uh, dropped in a couple times there and just to hang out with them. And they're just such a cool family. And the vibe there is super laid back. It's island style. The kids are running around. There's like, yeah, the I kids like are playing in the tires. Yeah, I feel like there's a balance between like, yes, I don't want to like get stressed out about working out when I travel, but I also love dropping in at different CrossFit gyms. And so for me, like that's part of my vacation versus like, oh, I got to go to the gym now. Like it's 
I don't know. I that's really a great like point. Like that's a great too. point. That's exactly my vibe is I was like, I don't feel like I have to go. I really want to go see these yeah. people because they're, I knew it would be the same people. Um, the owner just had a baby and she, you know, she came in with her new baby. And so, I mean, oh, it's just, it just like such a good yeah. feeling. Um, and so I dropped in a couple times there. And the nice thing too is like, they don't know my ability level. So I don't really have mm-hmm. to like, you know, when you're in your own it's gym, yeah, people are like, you know, why are you not going to RX? And so I was super light on all the weights and I just like backed off and I was like so happy about that because yeah. like, it's just, we do a lot of partner workouts at that gym because they don't have a ton of classes. And so the classes are really big. And so they do a ton of partner workouts, which is great. Um, it's fun. another great way to like meet a bunch of people and um, it was really cute because one of the one of the coaches, Francesca, she was uh, we were we did a partner workout and we were walking around like as a cool down. And she's like, oh, what do you do? And so I was like kind of telling her my job. And I was like, yeah, and I also do a podcast at home. And she's like, oh, what is it? I'm like, oh, Girls Gone Watch. She's like, shut up. I just downloaded that this morning. I just found out about you guys. I'm so excited. And like the rest of the time she was like so pumped about it. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. Okay, I have to back up and say my favorite moment at birth fit was you were wearing a girl's gonna watch her and someone came up to you and they're, they were like oh my god do you know the girls that do that podcast <laughs> yeah and, yeah. Like, and yeah, i was like yeah that's me, me. <laughs> that so, was really funny that was really funny <laughs> she was like oh my gosh i love the podcast do you know those girls and i was like i am that girl and that's claire <laughs> yeah, right there you know those girls? <laughs> it was really that cute was yeah so francesca was like she's our new fan hi francesca hi francesca um but that it was, was just so it was just a blast and again they're just like super sweet people and the whole the whole trip was just like super laid back that way I just did not put yeah. any pressure on myself to work out I didn't feel the pressure to work out it was like everything I did because I wanted to do it you know so mm-hmm. um but it was nice cuz I feel like you know we we t- have been talking a lot about just kind of taking a step back from our routine and that was kind of my goal too is like don't do anything that you're really like stuck on doing and don't feel like you have to work out or don't feel like you're, you know, slacking if you're not working out because it just like, it felt like rest and recovery to me. And that was a really good, a really good feeling. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was nice. And then of course, you know, turning 40 was, we took a red eye flight home. So Sunday was my birthday and uh, <laughs> we got home super early Sunday morning and Scott is not, he just can't function when he's <laughs> so tired. And so he slept most of the day, but he kept saying, he's like, aren't you so tired? I'm like, I'm exhausted, but I don't want to sleep through my birthday. <laughs> I just don't. Even though I just like, even though I just like had the best 10 yeah. days of my life, I'm like, I just don't want to sleep through my 40th birthday. I just, you slept sounds... through your, fir- your very first birthday. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I just really don't so I I powered through and I was like I was so tired yesterday like I was at the grocery store just like in a daze but it was great it feels good it feels good to be in the 40 club yeah you're you're done with your 30s I'm done with my 30s yeah it feels it does feel good it feels really good <laughs> I I'm a little bit jealous I'm like ready to I'm all, so I'll be 30 in What's today? Yeah. I'll be 30 in like not, 10 weeks. Yeah, not too far behind. I mean, I'm a decade and 10 weeks behind. Yeah. I mean, birthday-wise, um, yes, but decade, yes, <laughs> decade behind. So I, but I'm like so ready, you know, in my 20s. I'm like, I'm just, they're just, it's been too many things. I'm ready to put it behind me. So I can, uh, I am jealous of your like new decade, your fresh new decade because yeah. I'm ready for mine. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> good feeling. I know people don't yeah. get super 
like jazzed about birthdays, but I especially decade birthdays. And I kind of feel like this around New Year's Eve is like, I think the reason why it's so cool to have New Year's goals or, you know, or at least just think ambitions is because we remember things in years. So it's kind of cool to be like, you know, this year I want to blah, blah, blah. And like the same thing for your 20s and your 30s is like, you kind of have an idea of what you did in your 30s or what you did in your 20s. And so I feel like that's a big piece for me is you feel like you're kind of closing a chapter. What do you feel is like, the the main thing you learned from your 30s the main thing i learned in my 30s oh i guess like what's man. the like what's the biggest difference from the day after your your 40th birthday to the day after your 30th birthday like what's the biggest difference in in you as a, a human um i don't need i don't want to sound cliche but i just don't give a fudge sickle <laughs> i except I, about cussing on that yeah podcast. exactly i <laughs> In my 30s, I had a lot of growth. Like, I feel like in your 20s, you're kind of really building on who you are. But in my 30s, I was building on, uh, you're you're faced with a lot of new challenges. At least for me, I was faced with a lot of new challenges professionally. And I think there was a lot of things where I was still in that mode of well, and caring. You, how old were you when you graduated from grad school? 25. And then how old were you when you got married? 30. 31. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. So, uh I look at my 20s, I'm like, man, I was just such a puppy. Um, Actually, Scott and I were just talking about this recently of how mature you are for your age. I I know you probably hate hearing that, but like we were because we were talking about no, because we were talking about decades and age. And he's like, how old is Clara? like, she's like 10 years younger than me. He's like, man, I I," he's like, if I was as mature as her in my 30s, he's like, (laughs) I would be so set for life. I'm like, yeah, like we both were just so immature in our 20s. You know, and it's funny too that I was talking. So I have my oldest brother. It will turn forty in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, he is like this. Not I'm. I'm about to say this. It's, it's going to sound so bad. But in my mind, he's so much older than me mm-hmm. because he's my older brother. You know, and it's like he's always been like just un, this unattainable like icon in my life of like. I'll never be as like old <laughs> or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, cool yeah. or successful or like, you know, he's like, he's my older, he's my oldest brother. Like yeah. I just see, view him on this pedestal. And then I think, but like the person who I like is probably talked to the most, spend you know, the most time with outside of Brandon is older than Michael. And it just like makes me first of all, realize that like age is not as big of a deal as you get older. Yeah. Um, but also it makes me feel like my older brother is not as, is like not as unattainable as I yeah. think <laughs> it was funny. Cause I was telling my sister-in-law about that. We were over at their house over, um, Labor Day and she was like, yeah, but like we have kids who are the same age. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I, I feel like that piece, uh, you know, when I turned 30, I was just about to get married or as, you know, I was newly engaged, getting married around 31. And then just, I think. I went through a lot of, uh, sounds so like cliche, but I went through a lot of self-discovery in my 30s. Like I look at my 30s as kind of like this, oh man, you really, you really went through some personal shit. Like I just, I had a lot of, I had a lot of issues when I was first married. Like I struggled with being married. I just, I went through a lot of ups and downs like internally. And I think that um, like, I don't even know if Scott knew how much internally I struggled because I hid a lot of it, but I went through a ton of that. And then I think um, by the grace of God, honestly, I feel like 
whether through friends and I, I credit a lot of it too to this podcast of just being able to be like sharing openly with a community is is has been so healing for me not that I'm like using people for that but just like that right. that normalization of it has really helped me step into my own and um, you know, just addressing things in therapy and, you know, you know, saying, oh my gosh, I have like horrible anxiety. I need medication. Like all those things is like just coming into your own skin and being like, I, it's okay to ask for help. So, yeah. uh, and you're not alone. So I feel like that's the, that's kind of like the overarching thing personally. Um, that wasn't like the only thing that defined my 30s by any means, but yeah. I feel like that's the big, if you were, you know, answering your question, honestly, like that is the piece that first comes to mind. It's like no yeah. question of really kind of coming into my own. Um, and now that I'm 40, I'm just like, yeah, I, I just, there's so many things I just don't care about anymore in terms of like not sweating the small stuff. And we can say that till we're blue in the face, but I finally, I feel like I'm totally there. Um, I had a total breakthrough day of not sweating the small stuff. That I, that, can I share it? Yeah. Not to, not to take away from your, no, your please, please, by all means. So, okay. So I have been, as you know, like, and I, I can't, I don't know why I keep qualifying on this particular episode with like, well, I've talked to you about this. Well, as you know, like you, I talk to you all the time. Let's just, everyone out there. Everyone just deal. Assume yeah. that Joy already knows what I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about. Um, which is, I've been super stressed out at work and to the point of like on a daily basis, I go in and question like, should I quit my job today? Mm-hmm. And I'm coming home at night and I'm just like, I can't, I have been having heart palpitations. I have been losing sleep. I've been having to take out of to go to sleep. I've been like to the point where I've like even went through a couple of weeks where I was like losing chunks of hair. Like mm-hmm. I have been under really intense stress and it, a lot of it has to do with my workload. And like, I just, there's a lot going on right now at my job. And, um, I have a lot of expectations on me that are, I mean, to put it in big picture terms, like this, t- this time last year, I was basically in an entry level position in my department. Um, and now I'm at a point where I'm, you know, I've just like, I'm now at a point where I'm, you know, just as active, if not in some ways, even more so than our senior account managers. And, you know, and like, part of that is that I was like grossly overqualified to be in the position I was in last summer. But at the same time, just the transition I've gone through in the last year has been just nonstop. And while that sounds very impressive on its face, in reality, it just feels like insanity some days where I'm like, why, like, you know, I am, I'm very, very capable and I'm very, very smart and I'm a very, very hard worker. And I know that about myself, but I also feel like I still, I definitely have like a lot of imposter syndrome around it. Of like one of these days, someone's going to come up to me and be like, so we messed up and you need to leave, which I think a lot of people deal with that. Yeah, of course. Um, so anyway, I've been just dealing with a lot of stress and like, um, have a really, really huge project that we're working on that like realistically is not going to let up until like after Christmas. And so not only am I really stressed, but I'm also dealing with the reality that like I'm, it's going to be like this for a couple more months. And in the scheme of things, like, you know, three or four more months is not that, that big of a deal, but just like in the day to day, it just feels like it's never going to end. Yeah. And so anyway, all that to say that I've been really struggling and I like have not been able to get my head above water. And I just have felt like on the one hand, I've been getting the feedback from a lot of people in my life who I, you know, trust and like expect them to call me on my shit of like, you know, Claire, you can like you need to it's not like this the you guess the scenario is stressful but like there's gonna be stress everywhere you turn in your life you need to just figure out how to manage your stress a little bit better and like not in so many words people are like you are much nicer about it when they say that but i know that's effectively what people are getting at is like yes stress this is a stressful situation but stress happens and like the only thing you can control is how you react to it right 
And at the same time, I've been so underwater that like I can't even get to that point of having that amount of self-awareness. So anyway, that's the very long background. So so yesterday I was reading um, just like some email newsletter that I get from this company called Madame LaFleur, which is this like subscription-based women's workwear company. I've never actually bought anything from them because their stuff is really expensive, but I really like their newsletter. So is this a work-related thing or is this something you get like on your personal email? No, it's just I get it my personal email. Oh, okay. It's just it's a clothing company and I have and I like them even though I've never bought anything from them. Okay. I they're that's an it's an aspirational brand for me, you could say. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. Um, I'm like is this cuz I haven't heard of this before. I'm like maybe maybe I need to subscribe. <laughs> it's cute. I mean, they have they have some, like their stuff is very like business um like business casual at its like it starts at like business casual and goes up to business formal. So it's very like you know, there are no, like, it's very, like, like slacks and a top type of thing. Like, that's the, you know, I would even hesitate to say business casual because it's, like, pretty formal stuff, mm-hmm. especially for, for, like, the Denver work scene. Like, I was in a meeting day with my CEO and he was wearing jeans and a polo. <laughs> anyway, on the, what I'm trying to get to is there was this article about um, women who are successful women who also have kids. And I read it because I was like, man, this is, you know, I am, like, struggling with feeling like I'm not able to be present with miles as much as I want to be anyway but it ended up being the thing I took away from it was not really specific to being a working mom but the phrase that somebody took that said that they were like the best advice I've ever gotten actually came from their own mom who was like you know this woman had just had her second kid and she was really exhausted all the time and she just felt really overwhelmed and she said I just can't do this and her mom said you can do it you're just going to be stressed out for a while and there was something about that that was like so straightforward and simple where I was like yeah (laughs) I can do this. I'm just going to be stressed out for a while. Yeah. And, but the thing that I took, this is like the longest story ever. What I'm trying to get to is that my realization was that like, you can be stressed and you can have stress. And like, that is the end of it. You don't, and but I was taking it a step further and like panicking about my stress. Yeah. And so like, you know, can you just have stress or have anger or have whatever and just like be there in it and be like, okay, this is a, this is a normal reaction to what I'm going through. And I'm just going to have this reaction and then that's it. I don't have to then like react to that reaction. Like it's not good or bad. I'm just stressed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not good or bad. Like it's like the same way I would think about being like hungry or tired or, you know, I don't know, cold. Yeah. It's like, like it's there <laughs> and there's nothing. Yeah. It's like, it is how, yeah, I completely, I understand that. Like I, yeah. mom advice is the best. We need to do an entire episode where people just send us mom advice. We totally do. Send us your mom advice, guys. Yeah. We're going to compile it. Yeah, please. My, my favorite mom advice, I know I've shared this in the podcast before, is you don't have to say everything you think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Such good mom advice mine, for my Mine mom. that I will, my mom would always say one day at a time. Yeah. One day at a time because I would freak out. I, God, looking back, I was like, I was such an anxious kid. Like I, in high school, I'd freaked out over everything. Like I have so much homework. Yeah. I have this, I have that. And she'd be like, one day at a time, one day at a time, or I was stressed out with finals or whatever. Um, and then yeah. I always think of Rory's episode yeah, where she's like, on it. put a timer on it. You totally used, used that with that me. I that on you. <laughs> We need to talk about that someday. But yeah, she, Claire <laughs> totally called me out because I was bitching about something. She's like, uh, okay, you need to just put a timer on that. <laughs> exactly. But I, and I think all of those kind of like get to the same underlying yeah. message, which is like, just don't take things so seriously. Yeah. But it's hard though. Just, it's hard because it's so like hard. when you're kind of trying to like build, like at this point, 
there's days where like at my job, I feel like I'm almost too relaxed where I kind of have to be like, all right, I need to start taking some things a little more serious because, you know, I just don't want to be like total hippy dippy, but it, you know, there, it is, it's hard to kind of balance that for sure. Yeah. Especially when it comes from other people at work. Yes. And it's hard. One of the things that I was struggling with the most is I was feeling like am, am. Like it's not like I had this realization and my stress washed away. The thing, one of the big things I have been struggling with is that I feel like my stress level is dictated by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's a lot of the culture of like stress equals productivity. And so, you know, I feel like people expect me to be stressed out and then they are like stressed about things that I'm working on. And that then makes me feel like, well, I wasn't worried about this until you freaked out about it. So now Mm -hmm. I'm really freaking out. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing. I I think about that all the time because there's times when people's energy gets on me at work where I'm like, okay, this was not mine. This is not mine. This is yours. And I like that. I think it's an Oprah quote or or Oprah had it on her show. I don't know where it came from, but it's, you know, please be responsible. It's an Oprah quote now. Please be responsible for the energy you bring to the space. I always think about that too, especially at work where people come in and they're just like, you know, dumping anxiety or dumping like stress on me or your, there's a lot of, um, I I just took this Brene Brown course for work, kind of like a continuing ed class. And it had all so much to do with trust. Um, and one of the pillars of this seminar was to be gracious with people, meaning that if you are jumping to judgment, that's not gracious. That's always assuming the worst. And that's not, I feel like that happens so much at work is people always assume the worst. Yeah. Like, why didn't they do that? Or why didn't they do this? So I actually, right, why are they trying to make yeah, it harder for me? Yeah. So I always, so I put this quote at the end of my, I wish I had it up right in front of me, but I don't, but there's a quote, um, that I put as my tagline, and I hated when people do this, but I totally did it because I'm like, I feel like, like in your email signature. Yeah, uh huh. Oh, I was joy, like, I don't be that person. No, it's actually this is something at the very, very bottom. Like you can barely even see it, but I was like, I have to put this on because it's it is a. Um, Anyway, it has to do with like being gracious of assuming the best in every person, like assume the best in every person. And instead of like, and it's really short, it's not like the annoying, like someone put like a, like a Rolling Stones quote where I'm like, not really appropriate for work. (laughs) My favorite is when people say, please think of the environment before you print this email. Like who the hell's printing emails? No, who's still printing emails? Like stop that nonsense. Yeah. You have bigger problems than wasting. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. I know. Stop that. Take that off now. Um, yeah, my signal line, I feel like I can get a bit away with it in behavioral health because we're all touchy feely. Yeah, but um, anyway, yeah, so I did that and yeah. my job would be like, uh, no. But I it has, have a hard enough time just putting it like Vail Resorts logo. <laughs> Um, I might just have put up, I'll have to put up the, uh, actually, I think I posted it on our Insta stories at one time. I'll have to pull it up so I'm not like, you know, butchering yeah. it right now. But it really basically has to do with like, assume the best in every person. Like, be gracious with your thoughts of like, just assume that every everyone's just doing the best they can. Um, yeah. And I think that that happens so much in work where, you know, you're probably feeling the stress from other people. And so you're feeling like you're not doing enough because they're not feeling like they're doing enough. Well, and yeah, and, and I feel like, you know, they like, I feel I start to feel like, well, if you, if you're stressed out about what I'm doing, then I must not be working hard enough. And I think we talked about this. If you guys haven't heard our episode, our um, interview on the Brute Strength podcast with Michael Kaju, go check it out. Um, but he asked us, like, what is one thing that you want people to know about you? And the one thing that I said, and that is totally true for me is that I really want people to know that I'm doing the best that I can all the time. And that, you know, from minute to minute and 
task to task, that is going to look different. But like, I am so like one serious like story that I tell about myself is that I'm a hard worker and that I'm going to get it done. And so like that is part of, you know, for better or worse. And I probably need to like go to some therapy about that, but is like, that's part of like who I think that I am and who that I like put out in the world is like, I'm going to get it done. I'm a hard worker and I want, you know, and I want to be reliable and I want people to think that I'm like, I want to be seen as doing my best all the time. And so if I'm in any way falling short of someone's expectation, that like affects my identity. Mm hmm. And so obviously quickly that's going to turn into a lot of stress. Yeah. But yeah, it's also, I think I also like jump to conclusions way too fast where someone will send me an email asking for someone and I'm like, oh my God, they don't think I have my shit together because they had to have ask twice for like a login to this website, you know, or like anyway. Yeah. But which <laughs> typically they're just like, oh yeah, I forgot I had never asked for that. Hey, can you send me that? And I'm like, oh my God, they yeah. think I'm incompetent. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah. That's just, assume, just assume the best. Just yeah. assume the best. Just assume everyone's doing the best they can. <laughs> uh, yeah, we need to have like a whole other episode on that. Um, okay, so yeah. wrapping up. We got to wrap up. Yeah. Let's address the all the emails we got. So Claire and I did, as you know, the body image voice memos right around the birth fit uh, weekend that we did. I, rem- I just remember it because it was like the morning of the birth fit, birth fit day two. Um, yeah, I get this text just, joy like 6 a.m. And she's like, I just I had like, a word I, on it. Can I, I just, post it? Can I please post this? Uh, and normally we don't do that just because I, I don't want to get into the podcast being a voice memo podcast. But it's just in that moment, that was something where I was like, I have I have to just word vomit. And we got so many emails and messages, Instagram messages, Facebook messages, you name it, we got it. And I just, Claire and I just wanted to recognize and acknowledge that we read every single email and we've read everything you've written and we want to combine and kind of put together themes from the emails and do an another an entire other episode um just addressing all the things that we talked about and just and also just to thank you from the bottom of our hearts because that was so powerful for for us and also to know that this is something we just need to keep talking about like this is this hit a nerve and so many of you had very important and impactful responses um I wish that we could spend hours responding with heartfelt messages back, but just know that we think about these emails every single day and we we read them and reread them because they are so powerful. And I think too, one of the, you know, best things that came out of it were a lot of people with different opinions. And I, first of all, love that every single email we got that wasn't just like an outright agreement with us started with like, listen, I want you to know, I love your podcast. I want you to know, I love that you're talking about this, but here's how my reaction differs from what you guys are saying. Totally. That was awesome. It's awesome. And, you know, and I think that it's very true that for Joy and I, like, this is an emotional topic and is as it should be. Like, this is something that everybody deals with. And, like, we're not going to apologize for bringing, you know, our personal experiences into this into this topic in the same way that we do with every other topic we talk about, um, you know, and bringing emotion into it because we think emotion should, should be brought into it. And I think, you know, that being said, <clears throat> you know, there are obviously other ways to experience this topic than the ways that we experience it. And hopefully that's something, you know, we're, we're going to continue to unpack. But I think that the one thing you can't deny and, you know, the only thing, the only reaction that I feel like is like, okay, that is not a reaction that I really feel like is true is for somebody to say, this is not an issue. You need to stop talking about it. And, you know, we did get a couple reactions like that. And to me, it's like that, you you know, you can experience this infinite different ways or a million different ways, infinite minus one, (laughs) minus one being this is not an issue. Yeah. And it, it, because it clearly isn't like, it's an issue that you can react to however you want, but like you just, you can't say that this is not something that's facing people in a, in a 
big way. Yeah. Which I think is great. And I think that, you know, we just need to kind of, I don't know. And I also think that asking that, like, I don't know, this could also be, it's a whole episode, but we're not going to not talk about something just because, you know, it's a sensitive topic and ignoring something because it can be experienced a million different ways. Um, you know, I, I think that anybody listens to this podcast and we've, we've talked about this a, a, a lot, you know, you guys are educated, you're curious, you are absolutely open-minded and, you know, we thrive off of that. And we also trust that, you know, you are going to think critically about the things that we say and that you are going to go out in the world and, you know, bring positive intent to anything that you um, react to from our podcast. And, you know, and I think that that in a way, it, it makes it so much easier for us to talk about tough subjects because we know that you guys are going to take it in a way that's so productive. And so just thank you so much for, for that. Yeah, thank you. And I, I think that's the other thing, you know, Clara, as I was thinking earlier um, about kind of where we've where we've been and where we're going with the podcast is I think that's the difference of why it was so reflective um, on all the emails too, because this conversation is lo- no longer just you and I kind of spouting about our lives. I mean, it is, but because we've grown and we have yeah. so many people that we ha- consider our family, uh, every single email we get is like, yeah, I know you. And every person we meet is like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like I know you. Um, and I'm saying that to you listeners, like we feel like we know you, is that this is why I think our conversations are starting to change. And and there's times when I struggle with like, should we even go this far with talk- talking about these topics? I'm like, yeah, because we're evolving this way. And because there's so many more people joining this conversation that this is, you know, when we put those voice memos out I did not expect that response at all I just thought oh gosh like I did have a vulnerability hangover and I was like oh god I just like it was five in the morning what did I do but whatever and it clearly struck like it was like a Jerry Maguire memo totally (laughs) taking the fishbowl so I you know I really (laughs) it's a it's a mission statement um so I really (laughs) felt like like that hit a nerve and we clearly need to respond to that and respect our listeners to follow that path. So that's kind of where we are. So, you know, um, people who aren't there and don't relate to it, that's fine too, because, you know, but we are going to, we want to respond to the masses of the people who did reach out and we got a ton of responses. Um, So we're going to, we're going to go with that. We're going to keep talking about it because we love you guys. Okay. On that note, let's put a timer. (laughs) It's time to wrap up. All right. So again, Please support the great sponsor of this episode, lovemyskivvies.com, L-U-V, my skivvies.com, the discount code G-G-W, and you can follow us on all of social media, send us a message, let us know what you guys think, Um, and anything that you want to hear on the podcast moving forward. Um, If you're a new listener, welcome, we love you, and uh, anything else, Claire Bear? I think we caught up on a lot this week. Yeah, this is a big episode. (laughs) All right. Um, Just as a reminder, if you want to, if you have something you really want to tell us, we want to hear it. So email us at girlsgonewad at gmail.com rather than sending a Facebook or Instagram message. It's just things tend to get lost on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And also as a reminder, if you have sent us an email specifically asking for something and we haven't gotten back to you within about a week, please feel free to email us again. One of these days, we're going to get somebody to help us like manage all this. That day is not today. (laughs) But, <laughs> it's just not today. Um, but if you like really feel passionate us, and you want a response, um, just like ping us again and be like, hi, we really don't like, mind. I really want to hear your thoughts yeah, on this. Yeah. I wasn't just like 
trying to send this email into the abyss. Right, right, right. I mean, everyone just know that we do read it and we just take it in. But if you like are seriously needing a response, just please don't, don't hesitate to send us another message. Don't feel needy. We (laughs) will be happy to respond to you. But it's, yeah, anyway. And thank you for supporting the podcast. We love you guys. All right. All right. That's it. Bye. Bye.